Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Hey everyone, it's Steve. This is a special episode of the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. And we're actually doing a little experiment. Um, and so we're doing video with this as well. You can go check that out on our YouTube channel. And uh, today I wanna to talk about a question that has been coming up lately uh, from some folks. And the question is, am I better off being a guest on other people's podcasts, going and doing the podcast guesting thing, or am I better off hosting a podcast? And the answer might surprise you. So. Uh, by way of background, I've done um, at this point about 250 podcast episodes across two different podcasts and the podcast that I host uh, where I've interviewed guests. And I've done around 100 podcasts as a guest on other people's podcasts. And with both of those, we track all of the leads that come in from the various sources. And and so um, it's been really interesting to watch. And I actually didn't know how it was going to turn out. Um, but we, for a year, did something that I called the Unstoppable Podcast Tour. In fact, if you go to unstoppableceo.net slash tour, you'll see links to, to many of the shows that I was on, and they were all great. I had a great time. I'm really grateful for the, the guests, or excuse me, the hosts that invited me onto their shows and was able to build some really good relationships that way. But one thing we discovered was that being a guest on someone else's podcast, while it does have value... It doesn't necessarily have value as a way to generate leads. And I think that's just the nature of the medium. You know, if you think about it, when someone's listening to a podcast, they might be driving in their car, they might be on the treadmill, they might be out for a run, they might be working in the garden or mowing the grass, they could be doing any number of things. Typically, they are not at their computer. And so a lot of times what we'll do in a podcast interview when I've been a guest is... We'll share a link. We've experimented uh, in some cases with sharing a, a mobile number that they can text into to respond and, and to get some piece of value. Oftentimes we're giving away a free copy of one of my books. And one of the things that we've discovered is that it just doesn't work very well as a lead generation tool. And you know, we did this again for a year, right around 100 different interviews on different podcasts. Some had really big audiences. Some had really small audiences. One other thing we discovered is that some of the ones with the really big audiences that you thought might work really well, they didn't work so well. And some of the ones with smaller audiences did okay. Some, sometimes they outperformed the bigger audiences. But by and large, the entire strategy really didn't produce, given the investment of time and money that are required. Um, and yes, there is an investment of money. Um, you're going to most likely pay someone. I doubt you're going to spend all the time as the business owner to do the outreach, to get on podcasts. And so there is an investment of money and you're not going to do all of that. You're not going to invest all the hours. If you think about it, it's about a, you know, 45 minute to an hour investment of time per guest appearance that you do. And uh, you've got set up on your own website to make sure you're capturing the leads and all that kind of stuff. So there certainly is time and energy and money investment. To, to make all that happen. And what we've discovered is it just doesn't produce leads in any great number. And uh, the, the numbers vary, but the average number of leads that we got from a podcast interview was below 10. It was in the single digits, you know, and, and we'd frankly expected more. And that's why we do these experiments. Sometimes we don't know how it's going to turn out. Now, I want to contrast that with the results that we get as the host of our podcast. 
and using the strategy that I talk about in my book, Podcast Prospecting, which relies on using the podcast to build relationships with people who have already gone out and, and they've rounded up the prospects that you want to be in front of. They've aggregated your audience already and build a relationship with them. Build a true relationship. Start it off with a strong introduction where you're leading the collaboration, where you're saying instead of, you know, like we used to do in networking, we'd go and have a coffee date. You know, I'd meet somebody at a networking event, we'd go have a coffee date. They'd usually come in rushed and late, not always, but often. And they would then tell me, oh, we want to have a mutually beneficial relationship and how can we help each other and all of that. And they'd leave that coffee meeting and most of the time they'd just disappear. I'd never hear from them again. And it was just really ineffective. What I discovered was that part of the reason it was ineffective is that neither of us really had envisioned what the collaboration would look like before we got there. We had the intention, but we didn't have a model or a framework for it. So one of the things that we do with our clients and we do on, on my own podcast, we teach this in our, our podcast prospecting implementation group, is to go ahead and instead of just doing random acts of networking like that, have a place to invite people where the first interaction you might have with them is a collaboration that you're the leader of, where you're saying, you know, I have this platform, I have this podcast, I'd love to invite you on. I'd love to share your knowledge, your wisdom, your expertise with everybody in my network. Would you be interested in doing that? Now, what we found is that most business owners will go, heck yeah, I'd love to do that. And so now you've got a place to invite them and they're not gonna show up late. They're not gonna show up rushed. You're both gonna show up as your best selves. You know why? Because you're on stage. Pretty powerful when you're on stage. They know they're on stage. They know they are there to perform. They are there representing their business. It is a marketing opportunity for them. And it doesn't matter how big your audience is or how small it is. Because the truth of the matter is there's value, yes, in you sharing it with everybody that you know. That might be useful to them. But the bigger value for them is in the marketing asset that it creates for them and that you're going to create for them for free. And it allows you to build a relationship and to begin to create uh, reciprocity in that relationship. It also gives you the opportunity to come back around and look for other ways to collaborate. So you might suggest, wow, this, this was really great. Thanks for sharing all of your expertise and your wisdom with my audience. I'd love to return the favor. You know, do any of your clients have this particular problem, you know, the pro whatever problem you solve? And then you're able to come back to them and say, you know, Say, well, you know, I have an idea. I have a unique way of, of helping people solve that problem. And I would love to deliver a, a lunch and learn or a webinar, or I'd love to share a copy of my short book. One of the things that we teach and, and do for our clients, we help them create either a signature presentation or a short book. Um, and the reason we do that is those things are easy to share. They're far easier than going to somebody that you've connected with and saying, hey, can you directly refer me to somebody? Because that requires a ton of trust. It's a huge amount of risk in that for the person making the referral. But you can actually get much further and generate more leads if you have, in my first book, in Unstoppable Referrals, I called it a referral kit. You have this tool that you can share that's no risk to the person who's sharing it. They don't have to worry about blowback because you messed something up. It's a book. People, you know, anytime you get a book, you're generally going to be pretty grateful that, that you got the book, even if you're not that interested in, in what the book was about. And so, um, so it's a powerful way to then get introduced. Well, what we found during the same time period that we were doing all this guest 
all these guest appearances on other podcasts and generating a very small number of leads from each of those with a, a big time investment. Same time, I was bringing people onto our podcast, bringing people who had a network or an audience that I ultimately would love to be in front of. And we were using that as an initial collaboration. I was leading the first collaboration. That gave me an opportunity to come back around with uh, with those people and and explore the opportunity to share one of my books with them. That's my preferred way of doing it. Um, we also do it with webinars and and presentations and things like that. But I've just found the book is pretty a pretty frictionless way to do it. And as a you know as a result of that, we'll have a partner send out you know one or two emails sharing one of my books, and we'll get you know two hundred leads or three hundred leads or four hundred leads in the matter of a few days. And honestly, the the results we've gotten from just one partner um, that we've done that with have eclipsed all of the results that we got from those hundred interviews. And the the challenge I've you know that I, I see with doing the guesting thing is yes, you're building some relationships there, but you know, you you actually are now kind of if you look at the reciprocity of it, you're in the position of kind of owing the the host something back next. You know, whereas when you bring them on your podcast, they kind of feel like, you know, they owe you something. And that's not why you do it. It's not to be manipulative. I mean, you want to do it with people that you truly want a relationship with. You know, it's this is a human to human strategy. But what we found is that when we create one of those relationships, it actually pays really long-term dividends because you'll find that, you know, there'll be 20 or 30% of the people that you ultimately do those sorts of, of uh, cross promotions with who will, you'll come back to again and again and again and again. As I'm recording this, this month, I'm doing a promotion for, I think the sixth time with a particular partner that I interviewed on my very first podcast back in 2012. And, and we've just collaborated again and again and again over the years, that relationship has been worth tremendous amount of, of money to me. And not only that, I value this person. I mean, this is one of my key contacts uh, in business. And if it were not for my ability to invite him onto that podcast back when um, I didn't have any books, I didn't have a platform, you know, we had a, a tiny little network of about 500 business owners that were in our database. And you know, if I hadn't been able to start the relationship with him then, I, I never would have had any of the opportunities that have come since. And, you know, of course, I hope I've been a good collaboration partner for, for him as well and, and tried to add value. But I believe that all, re all results in business come from the relationships that you build. And what we found is that by hosting a podcast, you're in control of building those relationships. You're in control because you're leading the collaboration you're not dependent upon somebody else picking you. And that to me really gives you a lot of power in your business development. So I get it, like I said, I get asked all the time, should I host a podcast? Should I be a guest on a podcast? Well, we've really proven by the numbers that you will get much better results by hosting a podcast using our strategy. And it'll put you back in control of your business development, your lead generation. And at the same time, you're going to create really amazing content that you can use to follow up and warm up and build relationship with everybody that's already in your pipeline. And so it's, for me, it's a great way to get all of our marketing done with very little effort. So 
Anyway, that's the answer to that question. I hope that's been helpful. If you have questions or comments, please leave them below. If you're watching this on YouTube, send me an email. If, uh, you know, if you have a thought or have a question, you can email me at steve at unstoppableceo.net. If you'd like a copy of my book, Podcast Prospecting, you can get that at unstoppableceo.net slash podcast prospecting. And if you need help in implementing any of this stuff, just reach out to me. We'd love to help. Take care. This episode of the Unstoppable CEO podcast is sponsored by the Unstoppable Agency. That is the agency part of our business where we work with professional service firms and create a done-for-you marketing program. And what that looks like is we actually sit down with you. We come together and define your ideal client with you. We go build a list of those people and then we begin reaching out to them on your behalf to book them as guests on your podcast. We call it podcast prospecting and it's a fantastic way to connect with potential clients and influencers that can refer you and it's end-to-end -end a done-for-you system. And so if that's something that you think might be the right fit for your business, go to our website, go to unstoppableceo.net. You can uh, find there on the homepage a link to a video presentation that explains how it all works. And if you'd like, let's get together and have a quick 20-minute conversation and see if we're a fit. Again, that's at unstoppableceo.net. Right on the homepage, look for a link to the video that explains how it all works.